Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church on July the 17th. Over halfway through the month already. Wow. And today we are going to be looking in Genesis chapter 39, if you would like to turn there, Genesis chapter 39. And we're going to talk about walking with purpose. Walking with purpose. What great example can we find in the Bible of walking with purpose? There's a lot of examples. But I have to say this is probably one of my favorite examples that we are going to read about. We're going to be skipping down through different uh, chapters of in Genesis and into Exodus. But there is a wonderful example of a purposeful life in the Bible that we can find here. Let's look in Genesis chapter 39, if you would. Genesis chapter 39. And we're going to read the first six verses and then have a word of prayer. And it says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, and Egyptian, brought him out of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he, pro- he, he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in the hand, in his hand, excuse me. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him and made him an overseer over his house. And all that he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass that from that time that he was made over him, overseer, excuse me, in this house and over all that he had. And the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for the Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not what he ought he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Let's pray. Dearly Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you will just do a miracle today, Lord. And as we read in your Bible, that you will bless our hearts and you will show us what you would have for us each of us, in your word today. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When I worked in a steel mill, I was being taught by an older man as electrical work. and We were on top of a crane rail, a good many feet way above the ground. And it was kind of an older mill. And when you walk down the railing, Not only was it high up and you were not tied off, but there was holes and there were things you could trip on. There was a bunch of lime and dirt that was inches thick. It was kind of dangerous. And the one thing that older gentleman said to me, his name was Fred. Fred said, Michael, when you walk up here, as well as doing a lot of things in this mill, you have to walk with purpose. You have to walk with purpose or you're going to be in big trouble. I've thought about that over the years and have thought about that as it applies to my life. 
over the years. About walking with purpose, not only in that environment, which was a pretty dangerous environment, and being careful, but also walking through life. Many of us don't really think about things in that way. We are more reactive than proactive, aren't we? We react to when we trip over something in life. We react to falling in the pit holes of life. We react to the fear that we could fall. Like we're there, I could have fallen to my death pretty easily. But we react when we, you know, we could fall, you know, instead of being proactive and uh, walking with purpose. And in this great example of the Bible, Joseph, he's a type of Christ. Nothing's mentioned of him in here that's sin. He sins, but I mean, we know he's not sinless. There's only one in this world that ever walked sinless. And who was that? That's right, Jesus Christ. But he was a type of Christ to show us the way we're supposed to live. And here Joseph was was envied. We're, we didn't really get into his whole life. That's a series of lessons there, the life of Joseph. But well favored of his dad and envied of his brothers. They wanted rid of him. He was prophesying. God had put in his dreams about them and the family, and they were very jealous. So when he came out with food for them in the fields, they were watching the sheep. I tell you, they plotted, what were we going to do with Joseph now? And they threw him in a pit, trying to decide what to do with him. Were they going to kill him? Were they... Were they going to what? What were we going to do with him? And they decided to sell him to slave traders that were passing by. And Joseph became a slave. Imagine that. Well-favored son of a man that had quite a bit in those days to becoming a slave. Joseph could have done a lot of things at that time. Couldn't he have? He was a boy, but still, he could have done a lot of things. He could have, uh, you know, just felt sorry for himself and just... Uh, did what he had to do and and uh, felt, you know, just wallowed in self-pity. He could have been plotting his uh, escape, try to come back home. He could have done a lot of things. But Joseph was an unusual boy in that he was a follower of God no matter what. When hard times came, and believe me, that would have been a very hard time, wouldn't it, my friend? They would pick you up today and take you to the Middle East and you became a slave. What would you do? What would I do? Horrible thought, wouldn't it be? He lived for God. No matter what his circumstances, he lived for God. When hard times come, what are you going to do? When hard times come, what am I going to do? Well, if you are a Christian... If you are a follower of God, we need to keep on keeping on. We cannot let circumstance dictate what we're going to do. We can't let what we feel like at the moment dictate what we're going to do. No matter what we do, we need to purposefully walk with the Lord. 
I know I've mentioned it quite a few times, but I can't help it. They've made an indent in my life when I watch the uh, testimonies of those godly Christian Chinese Christians over there in China. I, I tell you, they consider it a privilege to take up their cross and follow the Lord. Put in jail for 20 years, they walk with God. Beaten, they walk with God. Threatened and have to go on the run, they walk with God. No matter what happens in their life, they walk with God. This is what a purposeful life looks like. A walking with a purpose, what looks like in this world for a godly Christian person. It really does. But Joseph doesn't end here. He's a very consistent follower of God. He does this now as a slave. Pretty soon, he, in this context, he's put in charge of the house and everything. Potiphar's wife sees him and he, he says no to her even though she wants to be immoral with him. He's a follower of God. She accuses him. And I kind of think that, truthfully, Potiphar doesn't believe it, but since it was made, the accusation was made, he threw him in jail. Why do I think that? I could be wrong, but I think that because as a slave, if he tried to put the moves on this master's wife, what would you think? That most times what happened to a slave at that time, they'd have just killed him. But he had to do something. He had to do something and threw him into prison. Now what's he going to do? Wallow in self-pity? Well, let's look here in chapter 39. Let's look down here in verse 20. Verse 20 through 23, and it says, And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. And the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and ha- and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Now look there. He gave him favor in the pot of Potiphar's sight. He gave him favor of this keeper of the prison sight. Why didn't his brother have favor on him? Because they weren't following God, I'll tell you that. Not if they did what they did. But he was he was had favor in the sight of the Lord, first of all. And the Lord put uh, him in a favorable uh, place in the heart of the keeper of the prison. Verse 22, and the, and the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made to prosper. What are you going to do when you're falsely accused? Hard times come. What are you going to do when you're falsely accused? How about that? What are you going to do when you're falsely accused? Joseph was falsely accused of trying to attack Potiphar's wife. Thrown into prison. He could have said, what in the world? What am I going to do now? I'm a, I'm a slave. Now I'm thrown into prison. You can't get at the more of the underbelly of that society than to be a slave that's also a prisoner. A slave, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. And now as a prisoner and a slave, you are no lower than anybody. You're, you're rather, you're, you're lower than anybody could be. That's as low as you can get. 
but he kept serving the Lord. He was a consistent, constantly serving the Lord, consistent Christian. I should say, God, you know, he, he, they had the Messiah coming. They knew of Christ in that way. They didn't know Christ, I guess, in the uh, as far as as the name goes, that uh, Jesus goes. But God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost, they're all the same, right? One at three and three at one. But Joseph was a server. I'm not even speaking well today, am I? He was a servant to the Lord. And in that, being a servant to the Lord, he was put in favor of Potiphar's house. Falsely accused, he was put into prison. He became favorable in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God blessed Joseph because he did something very important that we need to learn. Walking with purpose, and that purpose being God. Many times people get falsely accused, and they just want to fight back. I understand that feeling. But I'm going to tell you, God will fight for you. What are you going to do when you're falsely accused? What are you going to do when hard times come? I think Joseph gives us a pretty good example here. There's even a a really more dangerous time than this. And Joseph shows us what to do here. Believe it or not, let's look in Genesis chapter 41. In verse 39, Genesis chapter 41. And let's start here in 49 through 44. And it says in Pharaoh, now, now remember Joseph had been in prison. He, he, uh, the Lord let him understand the dreams of, of uh, two of Pharaoh's court that was in prison with him, and uh, the butler and the baker, and through that he brings them out of prison. And so here, he that when one of when when the one told Pharaoh his dream, Pharaoh couldn't believe it. And in and, and verse 38, he says that, and he says, And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man whom the Spirit of God is? He even recognized his God as God. Imagine that. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this. He, you know, he didn't let it known that it Joseph, Joseph, you know, I, I, I told you this. No, he knew God told him that. And Joseph said that God told him this. There is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house. And according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck and he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had and they cried before him bow the knee and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt and Pharaoh said unto Joseph I am Pharaoh and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot, in all the land of Egypt. Joseph was brought out of prison, 
He was uh, brought out of slavery and put second in command of all of Egypt. A consistent, godly follower of the Lord God Almighty himself. This is a real dangerous place. I don't know how many times we've seen in the Bible people like David when he finally went to the pinnacle of it, reached the pinnacle of what he could be in, in, in Israel and fell into immorality. And through that, his country and his family suffered. And time after time, the, 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 the uh, Israelites, when they went through the land uh, in, in, in the... Um, in the desert and, 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 the, and through to Mount Sinai and, and through all the wilderness and all the things they had to go through and made a lot of faulty decisions. But Joseph doesn't do that. But this is a very dangerous time. When, when things are going well, what are you going to do? This is when a lot of Christians fail. Old Satan realizes their guards down He's putting his leg out. He's going to try to trip you up. Sometimes we think, oh, it's when we, it's when, uh, we have hard times come. Or maybe it's when, uh, when he was falsely accused, when we get falsely accused. When we're having a real tough time. A lot of times when that happens, sometimes, you know, a lot of times people do. They get bitter. But sometimes people draw close to the Lord because sometimes you don't know all you have is the Lord until all you need is the Lord, rather, until all you have is the Lord. But a lot of times when people do well, that's when they fall. We have to be very careful there. But Joseph doesn't do that. Joseph, uh, the Lord blesses him, and he is shown in the dreams of what to do. God tells him how to provide for Egypt and to set so much aside of the food because here comes the famine. And he makes sure... He does what God says, and in so doing, the Egyptians and his own house are saved from the famine. Isn't that something? They are blessed because of a godly man called Joseph. What is he? What are you going to do? What he did, he consistently kept moving. Now, all these things happened to him. Doesn't say that he got. I bet you old Potiphar was kind of, kind of jittery. Oh no, he's second in charge. Doesn't say that he went after him. You know, he didn't go after Potiphar's wife for falsely accusing. Doesn't say that either. Why am I mentioning that? Because the next verses we're going to look at is going to really hone in on the forgiveness of Joseph. Let's look here in chapter 45 of Genesis. What does a godly man do in his life? What's one trait of a godly man when he walks with purpose? It's a tough thing to do. But in chapter 45, in the first few verses, then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them. And they stood by him and he cried, it caused every man to go out from me, and there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians of the house and the Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? 
And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. I'll bet you they were troubled. I'll bet you they thought, uh-oh. We sold him into slavery, and here he is a man. Not only is he a man, but he's second in charge of the most powerful country in the world. And we are in big trouble. Verse 4, And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom he sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. And these two years, for these two years, hath the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years in which there shall be earring nor har uh, there neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a, a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord unto all his house and the ruler throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was a forgiving person. A person that walks with purpose for God is a forgiving person. There's some traits that come with with uh, following the Lord, whether we have hard times, whether we are falsely accused. There's some things that happen to a person that that serves God, even if they have good times or bad times, they're a forgiving person. They are. And Joseph was a forgiving person. And because of that, he not only preserved his household that he came from, but the nation of Egypt. And I tell you, they all were the better for this godly man. What? a man of God. This was. We're not going to be able to get into it. I'm really running over here as it is. But they even remember Joseph when he said, take up my bones from here because one of these days you're going to be leaving Egypt. And they remembered his words when they did and did this, did what he asked. Hundred, a few hundred years later. <laughs> I tell you. And in, in, in bringing that household to Egypt in the land of Goshen. He brought them out of a land that had some enemies that maybe they needed not only be preserved because of the famine, but maybe their enemies and was protected to the point where they multiplied. And later on, when they forgot about Joseph, they were a little worried about Israel and enslaved the whole country, didn't they? But the Lord led them out. My point is he protected them in a place where nobody could touch them. And they prospered and they grew into a nation. So much can be preached about and taught about this. It's hard to stop sometimes. There's so much in here. But just a few things about a man that walked a purposeful life with the God, with God. What a man, what a man. Well, I'm going to end it there. I'm going to end it there. And uh, 
I tell you, a lot to be learned here. A lot to be learned. Some some lessons are hard to stop. I could probably talk for a long time on this. We need to walk a purposeful life, don't we? A consistent, constant Christian life. What a what an example. What an example. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. You've given us, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you will just show us and help us to remember and these scriptures read, not really what I said, but these scriptures that were read, that we will uh, be a better Christian this week than we were last, to serve you with all of our hearts. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you have a good week. I hope you get to church tomorrow and have a great service, would you? And please witness to some poor lost soul, would you? God bless you.